Welcome on in, and it is time for our Big 12 Football Power Rankings as we take a look at the 1 through 10 teams in the conference, counting it down from 10 to number 1. I'm Pete Mundo. Great to be here with you as always. Owner of HeartlandCollegeSports.com, of course. Appreciate you joining us, uh, whether it's on the podcast, YouTube, Facebook Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Helps us out enormously. That way you never miss a video. And then, of course, on the podcast, rate, review, subscribe. We got those free Heartland College Sports koozies for you. When you leave a rating and a review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Let's do it. Our Big 12 football power rankings counting down from number 10 to number one. And every team except one is in a different spot this week. That's how wild the Big 12 conference is. So the number 10 team in this week's Big 12 football power rankings, the Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State fell to 4-0, 0-4, excuse me, in Big 12 play, losing to Texas on Saturday. But here's the thing about Iowa State. This is how crazy this league is. Iowa State is a couple of plays away from being 3-1 in the Big 12, 6-1 overall, and probably top 15 to top 20 in the country, with one of the youngest teams in the country, I must add. So think about that for a second. If things go a little bit differently against Kansas, they win that game. A little bit differently against K-State, they win that game. Like That's the difference right now. And then Texas, let's be honest, the Texas game could have gone either way at the very end. A drop pass here or there from Xavier Hutchinson against K-State and Texas along with two, three missed field goals against Kansas, things can be very different for Iowa State right now. But because they're not, and we can't do the what-if and the buts games, we've got a situation where Iowa State is number 10 in our Big 12 football power rankings. And you want to know about the strength of the Big 12? I would put Iowa State up against any last-place team in any Power 5 conference, and I guarantee you they beat them and beat them pretty handily. That's how good the Big 12 Conference is this year and how deep the Big 12 Conference is this year. It may not have a college football playoff contender because of the depth, so the college football media will poo-poo it. But we all know that's wrong, that's nonsense, it's BS. It's going to be their national narrative, though. I guarantee you that's going to be how they spin this thing against the Big 12. At number nine in our Big 12 football power rankings, I've got the Baylor Bears dropping from number six last week to number nine after losing to West Virginia in Morgantown on Thursday night. Now, I picked Baylor before the season to reach the Big 12 championship game. But here's the reason they're coming in at number nine. The only Big 12 win for Baylor, and I know it's early in the season still, we're halfway through the season at this point, the only Big 12 win for Baylor this year is against the number 10 team this week in Iowa State. They could have left Morgantown with a victory. The turnovers really hurt them. And giving up almost six yards per carry against a mediocre running game for the Mountaineers was not good either and is not a good sign by any stretch of the imagination. So I've got Baylor at number nine this week. At number eight in my Big 12 football power rankings, the Oklahoma Sooners are out of the basement from number 10, up to number eight. They finally got into the win column this week, beating Kansas on Saturday. 
Uh, first win in the Big 12 this season after Brent Venables became the first OU coach to start 0-3 in Big 12 or in conference play. Can you believe that? No other coach in the history of Oklahoma football has started off his coaching career 0-3 in conference play until Brent Venables. I, that is a stunning statistic, but Venables got back on track. He needed this desperately. OU couldn't imagine if OU fell to 0-4 in the Big 12 ahead of a bye week. Norman might have burnt down. Like, they needed that game. But because of the resume top to bottom, OU only sliding up to number eight this week. It's also amazing, let's be honest, what having your starting quarterback can do for a team that doesn't have a lot of depth because of how the offseason went. Dylan Gabriel came back, put up 52 points, 700 yards of offense, the whole thing. Yes, there's a ton of concerns about the defense. And I'm not saying all is well in Norman. I'm not sitting here telling you that the Oklahoma Sooners should feel like they're suddenly in the Big 12 title hunt or anything like that. But they picked up a win. Now you got a bye week, a little bit of rest, get back on track, and now look to the second half of the season if you're Oklahoma. And if they went out, like 6-3 and three with tiebreakers can get you into a Big 12 championship game this year. That's how wild this league's going to be. So they're, they're not out of the – now they got to win out. But I don't think they're out of the Big 12 title hunt. I just don't with the way this conference is shaping up this year. At number seven in the Big 12 power rankings, week eight, uh, I've got Texas Tech, the only team that stays in the same spot as it was a week ago. Big part of that is Texas Tech was idle this week. They had a bye week. So it's kind of just luck of the draw that Tech ends up with that number seven spot. But uh, here we are, Texas Tech, number seven in the Big 12 power rankings uh, this week. So not much to say there since they didn't play this past week. At number six in the Big 12 football power rankings, West Virginia up from number nine. Mountaineers are back in the win column, beating Baylor this past week. And boy, you want to talk about a team that needed a win. Neil Brown needed that one. Uh, It's still far from a certainty that the Mountaineers end up in... Uh, bowl eligibility at six and six, but you look at this team and you say, okay, uh, they played one of the toughest schedules in all of college football this season. Eleven Power Five games. They've had a couple, a couple of tough losses, Kansas in overtime, uh, Pittsburgh to start the season. But now you got to build off that win on Saturday if you're Neil Brown, because that's the other issue. It's been inconsistent. That stinker against Texas they put up a couple of weeks ago was horrendous. I mean, they didn't show up for that game in Austin. That game was over. It was 28-0 in the blink of an eye, it felt like, right? I mean, that was an embarrassing performance. Then they had this mini-bye week played on Thursday, and boy, did Neil Brown need that one because now you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, West Virginia, if they get a few breaks, they're sitting there in the Big 12 Conference, and they're 3-3 and overall, got to win – six games to find yourself so split the next six to find yourself bowl eligible and it feels like that's what Neil Brown needs in a year where that seat's pretty hot for Neil Brown and the West Virginia Mountaineers at number five in the big 12 football power rankings counting them down from 10 to 1 I'm Pete Mundo heartlandcollegesports.com is of course how you find us covering the big 12 top to bottom the Kansas Jayhawks they continue to trend in the wrong direction one Two weeks ago, four last week, I got them down to five this week after losing for a second straight week against Oklahoma. Kansas has given up 90 points the last two games. And while Jason Bean has actually filled in admirably 
as the backup quarterback, you can't lose your starting quarterback in Jalen Daniels and play this kind of defense the last couple of weeks and expect to win many more Big 12 games. Kansas can't afford to do that. I mean, Kansas is much improved. I like this Kansas team. I've been saying this for weeks. But, 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 it's a meat grinder of a league. You can't have a backup. I mean, how many teams in the Big 12 could be in a backup quarterback had the team give up 45 points per game the last couple of weeks and win? I don't think any of them. And Kansas has pretty much been in both of these games, so it says something about where the program's at. But you, you, you cannot have this team in that situation. I mean, Kansas has now you know, lost two in a row, and you're sitting there, if, if you're a Kansas fan, and you're like, okay, all right, 5-0, 5-1, 5-2. We've got Baylor and Waco this week coming off a loss at West Virginia with extra rest. Five and th- three. I, you know, and then it keeps going from there. But that's what this league is this year. You can make a case for your team winning every game, and you can make a case for your team losing every game. That's the beauty of the Big 12 Conference this season. I love it as a Big 12 fan. I understand it might mean a team doesn't get into the playoff. But man, it, it is just, you cannot predict this league week to week. So I've got Kansas at number five. At four, the Oklahoma State Cowboys at number four in the Big 12 Power Rankings this week. Lost their first game of the season on Saturday. Mike Gundy, yes, was too conservative. Guy went up 24-7 and he's like, yeah, I'm going to burn the clock. Hey, Mike, it's 24-7 with over 30 minutes left in a college football game when Sonny Dykes is on the other sideline, not Gary Patterson. I understand the idea that maybe Gary Patterson is not going to come back from 17 down to win a ball game, at least not since 2017, or probably really back to the Trevon Boykin era going on 10 years ago now. I understand that, but, you know, this is not that. So they got too conservative, uh, not clear on what Spencer Sanders' injury status is. Gundy was very coy about that on Monday. Uh, So the good news is Texas is on deck. Hopefully they can refocus this team quickly. Forget that loss to TCU on Saturday. But Oklahoma State falling a spot from number three to number four. At number three, I've got the Texas Longhorns moving up again from number five last week. A solid win over Iowa State. I said it was a trap game. I always felt it was a trap game. It's why I picked Iowa State plus the points. And the picks went 3-1 and one against the spread last week, so hopefully we're getting those back on track. But don't kid yourself. Iowa State's not your standard 0-4 team in conference play. There are a couple of plays away, as I noted earlier, from being 3-1. and one. Beating Iowa State is a good win for any team. And Texas didn't play its best game, but they won ugly, something any team has to do to win a conference title. So... The Longhorns accomplished that on Saturday. It wasn't their best game, but oftentimes when when Texas plays one of these types of games, they lose it. They blow it, and they didn't blow it. They were close to blowing it. If Xavier Hutchinson doesn't lose his footing at the 10-yard line, he walks in for a touchdown, and Texas probably loses. But once again, it didn't happen. They won the game. I've got Texas at number three in my Big 12 football power rankings this week. At number two. The Kansas State Wildcats are number two this week. They have moved down one spot. They were idle last week. But here's the thing. It really doesn't matter that K-State came in number two. And I'll explain why coming up. Some of you may prefer if you're K-State fans. 
that have got the Wildcats at number two. Because the number one team this week in my Week 8 Big 12 football power rankings, the TCU Horn Frogs. They came back at home. They beat Oklahoma State on Saturday. They remain undefeated. They move into the top 10 of the AP poll, and they look like a totally different team under Sonny Dykes compared to Gary Patterson, at least the one that Gary Patterson was running in recent years. As I noted earlier, I cannot imagine Gary Patterson's team coming down from 24-7 to win a Big 12 game in the past five years. There's just no way I could have seen that happening. But uh, TCU has done that. They've accomplished that. Sunny Dykes has re-energized and refreshed this program. It's great to see for the team. It's outstanding for the fan base. I'm excited for all the TCU fans out there. Some of you are going to criticize me and say I've doubted this team at times this year. I have. I needed to see it to believe it. But now I'm believing in the team, believing in Max Duggan. They should be the favorite on Saturday against Kansas State. Um, My early, early pick, not my official pick, my early pick is TCU wins that game. You know, Duggan is just playing outstanding football. I love what this offense is doing with him at the helm, looking comfortable under Sonny Dykes. And the defense is continuing to uh, get better for TCU. There's a ways to go. But TCU is right in the mix. They're the number one team in my Big 12 football power rankings this week based on what they've done this season, what they did last week, coming back against Oklahoma State, and I'm very impressed. But the reason it doesn't matter is because TCU is playing K-State this weekend, so whoever wins that game will be number one next week. I hate to break it to you. I'm not trying to tell you not to tune in next week, but there won't be a ton of drama because the winner of that game will be number one in the power rankings next week. And if you're a K-State fan, you might be thanking me, or you can thank me later, because number one has been a bit of a curse this season in our power rankings. Have they not? Now, I'm not going to take the blame for that. You, you can blame me if it makes you feel better and sleep at night, but you're going to tell me that I'm the reason that you know your uh, favorite team that was number one was no longer number one in our Big 12 football power rankings or number one led to your team losing the following week. I think it's a little bit more than that. It's probably coaches and players than it is me. But once again, I'm here to be the therapist. If you want to blame me, that's fine. I'm a big boy. I can take the blame. So 10 through 1 on our Week 8 Big 12 football power rankings. Iowa State at 10, Baylor at 9, Oklahoma at 8, Texas Tech at 7, West Virginia at 6, Kansas at 5, Oklahoma State 4, Texas 3, K-State 2, and TCU is number one this week. There you go with our Week 8 Big 12 football power rankings. I'm your host, Pete Mundo. Uh, Let's go to some of the comments that are on Facebook Live as we speak right now. Elijah, it would be heartbreaking if Kansas finishes 5-7. I would hate that for Kansas. I really would. I mean, but let's look at the schedule here going forward for the Jayhawks. Baylor this weekend on the road. Oklahoma State at home, November 5th after a bye week. Texas Tech on the road. Texas then comes to Lawrence. And then you got the Sunflower Showdown on the road, November 26th. None of that's easy. You can find a reason Kansas loses every game. You could also find a reason they win three of five. So that's the beauty of the Big 12. Uh, Pete, every Big 12 team should be scared of Texas going forward. Absolutely, every team should be scared of Texas going forward. No doubt in my mind. Uh, If TCU finishes a Big 12 championship run, should TCU be wary of Sonny Dykes getting poached by some of the vacant head coaching jobs? Of course, 
But Sonny Dykes feels like a Texas. I mean, we know, and he feels like a Texas guy. He is a Texas guy. Sonny Dykes going to go to Nebraska. Sonny Dykes going to go to Wisconsin. Sonny Dykes is not fit in Wisconsin. Heck, I don't think Sonny Dykes fits in Nebraska. He's a great fit at a place like TCU. I mean, if Texas Tech hired Sonny Dykes, I would have thought that was a great hire for him. Sonny Dykes is Texas football. Not the defining person of Texas football, but, you know, he's in that conversation based on the last name, the legacy, everything else. So, yes, I would be concerned because anybody can dump a truckload of money on somebody's front desk and say, turn this down. Nebraska says, you know, here's a stu- tens of millions of dollars. Put it on the desk. You going to say no? I hope he says no. I hope TCU makes it worth his time. But, you know, I also think it might be a little early for a team like Nebraska to do that. Sonny Dykes will have had one year under his belt at TCU with basically Gary Patterson's guys. Now, the selling point would be this. He's doing with Gary Patterson's guys what Gary Patterson couldn't do with Gary Patterson's guys. (laughs) And a lot of that, I believe, is because of, you know, turning around the offense, new scheme, everything else. But still, that is telling. There's two sides to that coin. One side is, well, it's not his guys. The other side is, well, look what he's doing with guys that aren't his guys. And the last guy who had his own guys was winning five, six, seven games a year for the last four or five years. But I, I'm not concerned. I don't think Sonny Dykes is going to be on the short list right now for any of these uh, major jobs. I just I don't see that. Not right now. What I will say is this. It is a busy time of year in the Big 12. Got football in full swing. Basketball media days are this week here in Kansas City. We've got our guys Matthew Postens all over it. We've got Brian Clinton coming up to town. We'll have some special podcasts for you this week with those guys. Um with Matthew that we'll try to do later in the week to recap Big 12 football media days. So look for that on the podcast. Uh, Just once again, wherever you get your podcast, search Pete Mundo, search Heartland College Sports, you'll find it there. And get a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you sign up. Subscribe, leave a rating and review on the podcast on iTunes and get a free koozie. Just email me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I'll tell you, uh, people say, I leaned over for a second to grab a koozie so you can see it on Facebook and you can see it on YouTube. People say, do you really send out koozies? Of co- yes. You guys know me well enough by now. I'm not, I'm not messing with you here. I wouldn't do that. I'm sending these things out every single week all over the country. So, I, you know, seriously, I do it myself. I send them around the country to you guys. It takes time. I'm sending out tons every week, but I do it because I love you guys, and I appreciate you making a difference because that's how we beat you know, all the big-time mainstream sports media outlets just by grassroots and you guys digging in and doing the little things that help us. So subscribe on YouTube, share this video on Facebook, like us on Facebook, Instagram, follow us on Twitter, and, of course, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. A lot of basketball content is coming your way because we're getting to that crazy time of the year. I'm Pete Mundo. We are heartlandcollegesports.com, covering the Big 12 top to bottom, and we're so grateful for you guys being here. Wherever, however, 
you are taking in the content. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Check out the site. A lot more is coming your way. Also, look at those message boards. We're reigniting the message boards at heartlandcollegesports.com. So I hope you'll join us there. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys soon. Can't wait for college basketball. Yeah, I know. We can't either. We'll have it all covered for you at heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care.